unwinding loons, caulk like coffee, and the 100 word story. It's all part of Kwame and Company. Well, a lot of that today on the podcast. This is podcast number, what, Amy, 008? Yes. I've started doing zero zeros now so that the last one was 007. Of course. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna, you're implying that we were going to have like a hundred. That's know, what I was. Th- that's exactly where I was. Oh, thinking that too. too. <laughs> of course, that too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So coming up today, we'll have more about that brand new Christian school in uh, in our listening area, the uh, Aletheia Christian Academy. Uh, we'll have some information about sunscreen. Trilla Newbell joining us, author of 52 Weeks in the Word, all kinds of stuff. But uh, but first, this comes from my friend Jerry. Have you guys ever heard of the marshmallow test? No. Mm, oh, no. Yes, I have. Now with, that you with, say it. With the child development stuff? Yes. Okay. Here's I've, the, I've seen it done with cookies, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, well, it's the same, same <laughs> yes, thing. Yes, it's the same thing. The, the Stanford uh, sci- uh, psychologist Walter... Michel offers a choice of a marshmallow or a pretzel stick to a child. So it's their preference, you know, mm-hmm. it's a pretzel stick or a marshmallow. And then they leave the room for 15 minutes. And the thing is, they're supposed to uh, delay gratification. Just sit and wait to right. have that. That 15 right. minutes is a long time. For a kid. And these, for these anybody just kids. to sit and do nothing. Right. And look, at, stare at your... look at the marshmallow. <laughs> But here's the thing. In follow-up studies, based on how well the kid did on the marshmallow test, Mm -hmm. SAT scores, educational attainment, body mass, and other things, kids who could wait longer and delay gratification were shown to have better life outcomes in all of those different deals. Wow. Uh, So... (laughs) Randy and I. Yeah. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Expert commentary. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So uh, Jerry's point is today we're bombarded with FOMO, fear of missing out, F-O-M-O. Was this the first time you've heard of FOMO, Phil? Yes, it is. (laughs) Is FOMO a thing? Oh, it's a big thing, yes. Randy, do you know about FOMO? Just about uh, five seconds ago. Oh, okay. Uh, it must be a generational gap. That could be. <laughs> well, and, and Jerry's, uh, a lot of times he pays attention to uh, attention addictions and relationship challenges caused by digital devices, mm-hmm. which increases FOMO, apparently. Uh, Jerry says the takeaway is that the more we can learn to delay gratification, the happier we are. He says if you measure happiness like billionaire Ray Dalio of Bridgewater Health Fund, or Hedge Fund, I should say, then his words may resonate with you. This is what uh, the billionaire Ray says. And I'd like to meet a billionaire named Ray. Doesn't sound like a normal guy, but he's a billionaire. Ray. Hey, Ray. He says, once you realize that deferred gratification will improve you, you can begin to count and say, how many days, months, weeks, or years can I live if I don't spend the money I have coming in, mm-hmm. how long can I go? How long can I put off those things that I think I've got to have right now? And that kind of becomes the mental game then. The So Jerry says the ability to defer gratification is directly associated with happiness and financial success. Wow. Mm. All right. 
I'm going to start testing my kids all the time now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want a marshmallow or a stick? No, it's a pretzel. It is. I'm going to put cookies on the counter and go, not for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our dogs usually do better on that kind of thing. Not always, but sometimes. Not when you leave the room. Not when I leave the room. Yeah, right. Frisio will stop when mm-hmm. I'm there. Right. Then, it's when you're uh, gone that they get into yeah, trouble. Yeah. Right. Okay. I don't know if I can draw any spiritual connections with this or not, except that, uh, you know, if you grow up with the FOMO mindset, you'd be much more liable to succumb to temptation. Oh, definitely. I'll be missing out on this if I don't participate. Somehow. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the only spiritual application I can bring to it is the fact that, I mean, in God's design, we are always expected to be self-controlled. I mean, yeah. the way we eat, the way we spend our money, yeah. uh, the way we respond to people that might mistreat us. I mean, in every way, God wants us to be self-controlled. So I guess that's part of it. That's exactly way to go, Randy. Oh, well, thank you. I knew you were here for a reason. <laughs> okay. This is the Kwame and Company podcast number double not eight. That's what Jethro used to say, the double not spy, zero, zero, eight. I was talking okay. the other day to the boys from The Pulse. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to describe the the show we've been watching, Barnaby Jones. Oh yes, Private I, Eye. I, yeah, they did not know who that was. I described it, Randy, by saying that uh, you know Jed Clampett is in it. Jed Clampett. <laughs> that did what? not help. Beverly them. Hillbillies. He said, "You're you're describing one show I don't know anything about by telling me about another show I know nothing about." <laughs> I mean, that's hard to believe. Beverly Hillbillies is so iconic. Yeah. It's on like. 24-7 on some station. Right, right. The Beverly Hill Hillbilly Channel. <laughs> all hillbillies all the time. Well, that's pretty much reality TV. Enough of that. Let's, I got uh, nothing, Dan. Got, yeah, He's yeah. looking at me like I might have something to say, but I got nothing. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, okay, all right. <laughs> well, let's talk about this Christian school, and then we'll be back. 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. This is Kwame and Company, and Pastor Greg Valentine is with us from Community Country Church in Holdingford. Uh, Pastor Greg, thanks for joining us on The Word. Oh, thank you so much, Phil. I appreciate The Word and all that you do there to keep all of us encouraged. Well, uh, it, you know, we love doing it. And, and you guys uh, talk about a pivotal year for uh, Community Country Church. You're starting a Christian Academy. Uh, uh, Aletheia Christian Academy in Holdingford, right at the church, right? Very true, yes. On September 5th, uh, 2023, we're going to be opening our school for the first day of school, and it's going to be for uh, K through 6. Um, we already have hired uh, administrator assistants and teachers, and um, yeah, we're just looking forward to giving our children a chance at an excellent Christian education. Well, this plan of action has probably been uh, the culmination of some long-range planning and efforts for uh, Community Country Church and Holding Fort. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, I think going all the way back to when COVID hit, um, we just saw that there was some things going on that we saw kind of the test scores dropping and, you know, we lost some traction there during COVID. And some of us watched our Zoom calls while our children were being educated uh, by the teachers and knew that maybe something had to change. Um, and then we've kind of seen some cultural changes that go against our values and morals. And we also feel that children at elementary level of education, that's really the most formative years uh, for a Christian worldview. 
So uh, what are the distinctives that you established early on in developing the plans for uh, Aletheia Christian Academy? Well, that's a good question, Phil. What we wanted was um, we felt an increasing burden of parents for where both parents had to work outside of the home. And, um, you know, in one of my messages, I remember uh, another pastor and I had been talking and we said that we really desired a place for our children to get a strong biblical worldview built. Um, that biblical worldview gets built by the time they're 13 and it starts very early and then it's formed more in their teenage years. And by the time they've reached their 20s, they've pretty much formed their worldview. And if it's a secular worldview that they've formed, they're going to probably leave the church. And that's one of the things that's really starting to bother many of us who know that God's word is absolute truth. And one Sunday I was preaching and I preached on uh, Deuteronomy chapter six, where it says, you shall teach them diligently uh, the scriptures to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. And I just kind of said to everybody, I said, hey, this is a total saturation effort and we all need to be um, on the same page if this is what God is asking of us. Well, if what you're saying resonates with some parents that are listening right now and they're thinking about their kids' future for uh, especially K through six Christian education, uh, how can they find out more about Aletheia Christian Academy, which is starting this fall and holding for it? Yeah, the best thing to do would be go to our website. Uh, you can go to communitycountrychurch.org, and there's a link to Aletheia Christian Academy on our website. And then, of course, the uh, you can go directly to our website for the school, and that's Aletheia Christian Academy, and that's spelled A-L-E-T-H-E-I-A, christianacademy.com. Aletheia is the um, word Greek word for truth. And uh, Jesus said in John 14, 6, he said, I am the way, the aletheia, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. So we know that in John 1 that Jesus was the Word, and in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was flesh. And of course, your radio station called the Word because of that, uh, because we believe in absolute truth, that there's no variance in the Scriptures, and that it's one place that we can go and know that we'll always be told the truth. Bottom of the column news, our panel of experts, and the Swirl Master 2000, all part of Kwame and Company on 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. Haven't talked about the Swirl Master 2000 for quite some time, but someday maybe. I don't know. Yeah, true. Uh, maybe you could make this goop on the Swirl Master 2000 sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> We got the pontoon is full with uh, those spray-on canisters of sunscreen. Because mm-hmm. we've got a lot of folks in our family that are either redheads or just either freckle or burn. Or me, I've got the things where parts of my skin don't have melanin, the stuff that makes you tan. Melanin. 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 Yeah. Well, anyway. Melanomin puts you to sleep. Oh, well, isn't that the same <laughs> stuff? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Melanin. Yeah, you fall asleep when you get a tan. <laughs> okay, just talking about sunscreen, I'm getting a little drowsy. So, well, uh, so anyway, we've got all, you know, all, you you can't go around a turn without a can of this stuff rolling out from under a couch. Nice. On the, on the pontoon. 
lather them up. The moms are constantly doing that. Well, uh, fortunately, the days of slathering on baby oil and baking in the sun to a golden tan, or more likely an angry bird, that's gone. Everybody's involved with filtering the UV rays. Oh, I used to do that. The baby oil? Yeah, you guys probably, that that wouldn't be a guy thing. It wasn't a guy thing. But but when I was in junior high, we would shave our arms. So you make sure you get a good tan? uh Uh-huh. Yep. I don't know why, but then we put the baby oil on. It's basically like uh, uh, deep fat frying a chicken. Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then Amy would come back broasted. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, they did a study published in JAMA, J-A-M-A. I have no idea what that stands for. Journal of the... American see. Medical Association? Journal of the American Medical Association. Okay. Yes. Well, thanks for getting us rolling in the right direction there. <laughs> they did a study in 2019 that found that Oxybenzone is absorbed into the bloodstream. That's apparently the stuff in the uh, in the sunscreen. Um, and they're worried about whether it might affect hormone production, puberty, fertility, and your thyroid. Well, that sounds scary. It does. It, and this is a normal sunscreen? Apparently. What was that? Oxybenzone. Oxybenzone. It's also been detected in breast milk. Because of concerns about higher absorption, the American Academy of Pediatrics advises against sunscreen with oxybenzone for kids. Make sure my daughter knows this. Something else to look at on the <laughs> list of ingredients. Right. Not only that, but oxybenzone makes you sleepy. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> Pretty much anything makes me sleepy except coffee, which I don't like. Uh, Deborah Sarnoff a New York dermatologist and president of the Skin Cancer Foundation says the jury's still out. She doesn't want to close the door in oxybenzone because apparently it works great on preventing uh, sunburn and skin cancer. She said just because you're absorbing the chemical doesn't mean it's dangerous. All right. But here's another problem. Oxybenzone is a risk to coral reefs. Now, in Minnesota, we don't have many coral reefs, but I suppose if you're on the ocean. Oh, so if you buy the stuff that's safe for the ocean, then you're good. There's stuff that's safe for the ocean? Yep, that's what my daughter has because they're on the East Coast. Okay, well, that's uh, oxybenzone. Okay. Uh, When exposed to sunlight, uh, uh, sea anemones metabolize oxybenzone in a way that damages and kills coral reefs. Mm -hmm. So some big brands are trying to phase out oxybenzone. So if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, Look to avoid those chemicals, according to Dr. Sarnoff. They recommend mineral sunscreens, which contain physical barriers like zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. But those are the kind that's like slathering on paste. They oh, basically it, it, block My daughter's everything. is in like a tube that looks like it's toothpaste. Yeah, yeah. My, my yeah. daughter-in-law has some of that too. It's yep. kind of the lifeguard used to have on their nose all the time. They have a stripe down <laughs> yeah. their nose. Yeah. Probably... Probably the bad stuff is in the roller one that I had. I'll roller have to look. Spray. It's a, it's a, like a it looks like deodorant. It's in like yeah. a roll round on. roll on yeah. sunscreen. Yeah. Well, I would use that if it didn't have the uh, oxy stuff in there. Yeah, I'll have to check the, the ingredients yep. now. And if none of that works, baby lotion. Baby oil. Baby oil. Yeah. No. If none oh, of that works, just oil. wear okay. long sleeve sweaters and jeans all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And a hat. Get the SPF 50 shirts. Oh, yeah. Those are the sun shirts. Mm-hmm. All right. 
They're so supposedly supposed to keep you from getting warm too. Like they're supposed to be cooling. I don't believe that for a minute. Uh for me, they do not work. Like I just they they almost like hold the heat in. Yeah. They're horrible. I do not like we don't get the but wind everybody on your else skin. is like, oh, they're fantastic. They wear them fishing and stuff all all the time. I roast to death if I wear one of those shirts. A lot of the guys we saw at the fishing challenge fishing uh-huh. tournament were wearing scarves over their faces and yes. the long sleeve shirts and the uh, so they're limiting their really limiting their their uh, sun connection there. But uh, I had the same thought. That just looks hot. Yeah. No, it is. Wes says it's not for him, but so I guess for maybe normal people, it's not hot. Outside and claustrophobic. That's kind of a weird thing. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Trillian Newbell is the author of our uh, Bible of the month. It's not, it's not a Bible. It's a companion guide for the Bible. 52 weeks in the word. We're going to talk to uh, Trillian next. 91.5 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. This is Kwame and Company. It's our pleasure to have Trillia Newbell with us. Uh, uh, you say, I've heard that name. Well, uh, she's the author of The 52 Weeks in the Word, a companion for reading through the Bible in a year. Trillia, thank you for, for joining us. This is our, our uh, uh, Bible of the Month. Uh, even though it's a Bible companion, uh, we've been talking about you for the month of July. Yes, I am uh, just so grateful to be on and just to share about 52 Weeks in the Word. It's been an encouraging, um, it's been encouraging to watch people engage in the Word and hear stories of it. You know, one of the things that uh, uh, I did an interview uh, a couple of years ago with the the Bible Society, the American Bible Society, and they had reasons why people have a hard time connecting with the Bible. And one of the reasons was they don't have any context. They, they, mm. and, and without reading, you know, if you're just reading these little pieces, you know, here's a verse for today. Okay. It doesn't necessarily connect with the whole big God story. And your book no, is an they're... opportunity to get in there and let's, let's read big chunks You're exactly right. I do think that that is one of many reasons that people don't engage in the word. I think they they think it's scary and it's maybe even a little confusing for them. But if you if you read the entire book or a whole chapter rather than just taking one verse and not and missing the entire context, you'll start to understand it more. And I think that's been part of our problem is that we like kind of a just give me a verse that will make me feel good right. rather than, yes, rather than fully understanding, okay, this is what was going on at the time and the place. And, and so, and, and we also think that we don't have time when really we do have time. It's just about making the time to read it. And so there are so many different things that hinder us from reading, but yes, I do believe this fear of not being able to engage in the, in it and and understand the context is one of them. One of the things we did that that was so helpful for me this summer is that our or I, I guess it was in the spring we we were studying the book of Matthew and the pastor had us read through the entire thing several times. Just uh, you know whether you do it by an audio book or or reading it or just you know let it wash over you. And it's amazing when then you go back and study it in a in a more uh, 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 focused fashion, uh, and you know what the whole book is is uh, is about. 
you come away with meaning that you otherwise wouldn't have. Absolutely. I think also trying to read as much as you can in one sitting. So it, it helps you understand, okay, this is what's going. I mean, we, we don't read. Think of a, and of course, what I'm about to say, the word of God is living and active. It's holy. There's, or, or it's, it's something that we should cherish, but think about a book that you read. We don't read a, a book and then just read one verse of it or right. one, one sentence, I should say. Right. So we want to make sure that when we are thinking about reading, that we're reading it in chunks and you will gain understanding. You'll also begin to delight. You'll begin to enjoy what you are reading um, more and understand it will become um, it will be ingrained in you, which we want for the word of God. Yeah. <laughs> we have so many things ingrained in us. We want the word of God to, to grow deeply in our hearts and in our minds. If you're just joining us, Trillia Newbell is, is with us, and she's put out the uh, Bible companion we've been talking about this month, 52 Weeks in the Word, a companion for reading through the Bible in a year, uh, and, and it's published by uh, Moody Publishers. And how long has this been out, Trillia? You know what? It has been out for, has it even been a year yet? No, it came out November of 2022. Okay. In 2023. Yeah, so very exciting. So you've had uh, a chance to hear back from folks and, and get response from, from people as they respond to uh, uh, using 52 Weeks in the Word. Yes. One of the things, there's there's been a few that have been really encouraging. One of them is people who have never engaged the word before because kind of like you were talking about this, it seems intimidating and they are loving reading through the scriptures. That to me has been a highlight. Another one are seasoned Christians, Christians who've been Christians for a very long time, who kind of lost the joy of their salvation or they... Yeah, they needed they or they they kind of have felt stagnant in their relationship with Jesus. And they have re-engaged the word and their passion for the Lord has grown. That to me was yeah. an unexpected blessing to hear. Um, how many people have just renewed either their faith or their in their love for the Lord and his word. That has been a joy to see God um, use this in Christians who have engaged the word for a very long time. Trillia Newbell is our guest, uh, and and we're we're talking about engaging with God's word uh, all week long here on Kwame and Company. 52 Weeks in the Word, a companion for reading through the Bible in the year, is is the the book we're talking about. Trillia, uh, can, can we keep going with this discussion about the word tomorrow morning? Absolutely. Kwame and Company, focusing on closet vision, comfort food, pirates on the prairie, and Pat's gut. It lifts me up when I'm having a bad day. It energizes me and just helps me get through the day. Thanks. Okie dokie. So, uh, you know, it depends on when you listen to this, but last week we had our share mm-hmm. We're still working towards our goal of 510000 a listener share of our budget. Even if you listen to the podcast, 008 here, you can still give. Well, sure. All of it comes from the word. 
And even if it wasn't just last week that we had the share. Right. You can can give any time. Yes. Yeah. No. Ongoing thing. If you are listening and it's uh, somewhere between uh, uh, July 14th and September 1st. Yeah, August 31st. Yep. um, uh, That that goal there, $510,000, is a listener's share uh, of our giving budget for uh, the summer of Sherathon. And and uh, as of the end of Sherathon uh, on air, we were at three hundred ninety-seven thousand one hundred eighty-two. So a gap of about one hundred twelve thousand. It's come down a bit, and will continue to come down. And we'll work on it. We'll pick at it, and uh, we'll we'll try to try to get that pick down. Pick at it. Pick at it. That's well, not the way to put it. Maybe. No, it sounds, sounds like kind of gross. Scab or something. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what. <laughs> we won't pick at it. We yeah. will obliterate it. <laughs> I don't know if that's any better. Is that? Speaking of obliterating things, mm-hmm. during the share with each of you separately, we did some Chuck Norris jokes. Yes. Can I say something real quick? No. Well, yes, <laughs> you can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of course you can. Chuck Norris jokes for me are becoming like Mac Powell songs. Oh. I've heard enough. <laughs> you know, just you saying that makes me want to tell them more. <laughs> Well, and just like Mac Powell, I could probably be the only person that's here that is like that because everybody seems to love Mac Powell. Everybody seems to love your jokes. So go ahead, Phil. Well, I don't know. Well, that they're everybody... not his jokes. No. It, we... <laughs> well, I mean the Chuck Chuck Norris jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to do a couple here because I know one of you has heard each one of these, but not probably not both of you. Okay. This one is uh, a Randy version. The Loch Ness monster claims to have seen. Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris. Yeah, that's right. We both did that one. Okay. One more here. The ghosts around the campfire tell Chuck Norris stories. Exactly. This was my favorite one during Sherathon. Chuck Norris has a bear rug on his lounge floor. The bear is still alive. It's just afraid to move. <laughs> I don't know why it is. It's a good one. That's a good one. This one was a new one, too. The laws of physics always bend the rules for. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Yeah. <laughs> and one more, and then we'll be done. If you spell Chuck Norris in Scrabble, you win forever. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you win forever. It's just you know, like I guess we don't need to play Scrabble anymore. <laughs> you won. It's okay. Not even a word you can use. You can't use names, can you? Hmm? Oh, I mean, Scrabble? I don't play Scrabble, but that isn't something you is allowed, is it? Randy, are you a Scrabble player? Uh, I have not played for a long, long time. I, I do want to say something, though, about Chuck Norris. Yes. I mean, I just saw a recent commercial of him, you know, and uh, I can't remember what it was for. Something, a health-related thing. Right. He's 83 now, and yeah. the guy still is, like, in great physical shape. Oh, yeah. He says in those commercials You're that Chuck he's Chuck Norris. Now How can you not? Using... Yeah. Like, you'd have to. I, I'm sorry. If you're Chuck Norris and all these jokes are, like, and you just have this image, wouldn't you just have to stay working out and stay in good yeah. shape? Yeah, I think if you did fall out of shape. Oh, you'd be the butt you, of every Chuck you'd Norris joke. Fall out of, you 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 wouldn't be able to reveal yourself to the public anymore. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Chuck Norris. All right. This is uh, Kwame Company Podcast 008. More from Trillia Newbell. 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. Now we're talking about. 
the word today on the word and Trillia Newbell is our guest and Trillia, you, you can tell how important God's word is to our radio station because that's what we call ourselves the word. Yes. It, it, it's the, the top thing that we do is communicating God's word and, and uh, we, we hope to give it that kind of priority. I think it's so important and I love what you're doing. Um, it is something that we don't ever want to move away from is learning and growing in our understanding of God's word. You know, something I tell, I've been a, like a fourth or fifth grade Sunday school teacher as long as I can remember. And well, some days that's not very long, but anyway, for decades. And (laughs) I I always tell the kids, uh, you know, studying God's word is unlike, it's unlike any other book. And yet it's exactly like every other book. When you study a book, you think about what what form of literature it is, uh, what what style is being used, uh, who is, who's the author. Uh, so you got all that. But then it's also God's word that it, the Holy Spirit empowers the word in your life to make changes and he leads and directs you. So yeah, it's exactly like studying any other book, but it's also completely different than studying any other book. Absolutely. So the, the biggest difference is that it's God's word. <laughs> yeah. And it's God breathed and it's living and active and and it's useful for growth and all sorts of things. But but it is. I think that we if we approach it and start thinking of it uh that way, I think it will help us engage and interpret. So and study God's word. Uh, when we think, okay, wait a minute, this is there's a time and a place, there's a context, there's a genre, so a literary genre. So it might be poetry, or it might be history, or it could be prophetic. What What is the book that it's, what what's the genre? Um, yeah. And then it could, so there's different, different ways to think there's, there's a, a, someone who actually did write it, uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit. What is the intent? What, what are they, what's the message, the main theme? So there's so many different ways to think about God's word that will engage our minds and ultimately our hearts as we are um, reading through the scriptures. Now that's what, that's kind of what, what you're touching on is where we get into trouble sometimes when something is written for a specific time or place, or maybe written as poetry. And then Yes, I do believe that we have to take God's word seriously and every word is important, but every word of the Bible isn't perhaps literal in the sense that poetry is written differently than than uh what history. Oh yeah, so the Psalms is a good example. Yeah. They're so rich and they're faith-building and really ultimately meant for singing. And so if you're looking at the Psalms, there, there's going to be some promises in there and there's going to be some, but there, I, again, without me pulling out a direct Psalm, there's not going to be a clear, often law. So you're not going to know, this is something I must obey, but it's often, this is something that reminds me of God's character. It's a plea to the Lord there is um, a promise in here. And and then in historical, you're going to often see that this is the story of God's people. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. this is, a yeah. And so you're going to read it and you're going to gain understanding about God's character. You're going to 
see a lot of um, of God's faithfulness, but you're and you you can apply certain aspects of that, but that doesn't mean, for example, um, if someone is told to leave their country and go <laughs> go and plant yourself somewhere else right. and bring all the people with you, you're not necessarily, you're, you're, that's not God's call on your life. Yeah. That was called call on maybe Abraham's or, or Moses or so. So there is something we've got to exercise discernment as we read the text as well. Yeah. What is, what is it saying and, and who is it saying it to, but there is a word for us. We're part of, part of God's story. So we can learn about God's character and apply that same those same things about the Lord to our own lives. As you wrote the, the, the 52 weeks in the word, the companion for reading through the Bible in a year, as you, as you, you were uh, putting your thoughts together for that, uh, were you traveling down some of these roads? How can I make sure that, that uh, this passage is understood in the context in which it was, uh, was intended? And yet also uh, not to say it doesn't have meaning for my life today, but, are those some of the things you wrestled with? Absolutely. Um, this was a huge task to write 52 weeks in the world. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, it was so, it was massive, mostly because I was I had to read the Bible in such a short period of time. But I, I would say that it, I have 52 devotionals, but most of the, the, a book helps you engage the word on your own and read the word on your own. Yeah. And so I'm not interpreting every book of the Bible or um, walking through all the different verses in the scriptures. I take a few and help you kind of put, uh, not put together the dots. What's the word for that? Uh, connect the dots. <laughs> Connect yeah. the dots on yeah. your own as you're reading through the, the scriptures. And so and so it was a task to make sure that I un also understood the dots, you know, understood, okay, this is this is God's redemptive story and this is how it all connects. But um in the interpretation and application, I I'm not diving deep into that, but I encourage the reader to. And there I have different prompts to help the reader okay, where might you see Jesus in here and that, or the gospel in here or God's character in here? And that's going to help you connect it to your own life. Trillia Newbell is our guest. And we're, we're talking this week on Kwame and Company with Trillia about uh, her Bible companion, 52 Weeks in the Word. It's from Moody Publishers, just came out last, well, less than a year ago. It's it's our, our Bible of the month this month on the Word. And uh, Trilly, if, if, if do you have are you online or do you have social media that uh, people can connect with you and their and and, and uh, continue their discovery in God's word that way? Absolutely, I am at trillianewbell.com and on all of my social media accounts, it's just Trillia Newbell. So I'm easy to find. The hardest part is spelling my name. <laughs> so if you can <laughs> if you can spell my name, you can find me. T R I L L I A, that's the hard part. And then New Bell. That, you got it. Just like it's N W B E L L. All right. Trillia, we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you so much for helping us here on The Word. Thank you.
Well, that's all she wrote for uh, Kwame and Company podcast uh, 008. I know what's on 009. You want to hear a little uh, update here? Sure. We've got uh, <laughs> more from Trillia. We've got bottom of the column news, a hundred word story about uh, college football, and the Museum of the Bible, part one. Ooh. Yeah. Yay. Charlotte Clay. Mm -hmm. Amy and I both talked to her. I asked her the boring questions. You asked her the questions about, well, what do I do if a kid that doesn't like museums or stuff like <laughs> <Right>. that? <laughs> Yeah. So, what if we have one hour because that's all the kid will last right right yeah. exactly so we'll have to spread that uh, onto two podcasts so sure. the next podcast 009 and then double digits Ooh. Ooh, hoo, hoo. thanks for listening of course Kwame and Company on the air is uh, tomorrow morning at 6am so we'll see you then <laughs>